Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. G'day guys, Dill here. This should not come as a surprise to anyone given he's one of the biggest and best sports broadcasters in Australia, but Brian Taylor's podcast, Life of Brian, is absolutely flying at the moment. Recently he's had on James Brayshaw, Tony Jones, his nephew and Sydney midfielder James Rowbottom, and even horse teeth Tommy Sheridan. Life of Brian is not just about the guests, it also provides a great insight behind the scenes of the football media and BT's life away from the mic. He's a very, very quirky man. Who would have thought picking up sticks is so important? The show is hosted by his son Harrison and it's fair to say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because Harrison gives Brian a run for his money. Life of Brian is a clubby sports podcast and it should be in your rotation. IllyXX. Yes, welcome back. It's Tradies. Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary. Each week we chat trading, the buying and the selling of AFL players. Hello, Mitchell. Hello, Samuel. How are you? Starting to warm up now. Oh, we've gone early this week. Yeah, why have we gone early? I can't keep up with your schedule. I mean, you just, you missed a Melbourne, so you just, you text me when you need to be somewhere <laughs> and we fit in around you, really. Thanks for being so accommodating. Yeah, no, that's okay. Obviously, Braden Maynard last week. This week, we've got t- talking finals on the Wednesday and the annual AFL Media Awards on the Tuesday. Mm. It's a must attend for me each year. So I Is it? We'll, uh, we'll bring it forward. Will I see you there? Uh, you won't. I'm having a year off. You haven't? Having a year off. Any particular reason behind that? Uh, nothing I'm willing to discuss with uh, you and our listeners currently. Hang on. No, 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 no. No, just is there just... tension in the room? No, 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 not at all. Just, just the event. As I've a got whole. a lot on. I've got a lot on, and I've got to prepare to go to Queensland this weekend. You're heading up. Yeah, I got a gig. I'm uh, heading up with Three AW. Oh, so you've got your work cap on and not your navy blue. That I only ever, I don't own a navy blue cap. I only just work, just work for me. No, no, but it is exciting. Obviously, growing up as a Carlton supporter uh, in a big Carlton family, and I'll see you there. Never actually been. Oh, really? Yes. Tradies go to Queensland. Yeah, we might be able to get some, you know, a bit of extra bonding in. Yep. We've got a lunch coming up that's going to be massive. Right. So we need to talk about this because we've both been working on little things on the side to get the best stories that we can up, exclusive stories, just for our tradies lunch. Yeah. So- Nuts and bolts on steroids. That's right. Nuts and bolts on steroids. So the deal is this. Head to the Instagram page. The link's in our bio. It's Friday, October 13. So it's smack bang in the middle of trade period. Mitch will be going absolutely berserk. He actually doesn't sleep during trade period. It's 12 till 3 at Hotel Collingwood. I don't know if you've been there, Mitch. It is an unbelievable venue. I had a recent gathering there and thought the back- Beer garden there. It's is not. Elite. Yeah. Three-course lunch and all drinks included, and you get a real behind-the-scenes look. This is something that we're going to build yep. over the coming years, and hopefully you can be at the first one. So- Can't wait. Jump on Instagram, uh, and the tickets are selling really fast, so get in quickly. And you can also find the tickets and the link to it in the show notes. Huge. So if you're listening to us right now- just click on the show notes in your uh, Spotify or your uh, Apple Music or your iHeart, wherever you listen to your pods, and it'll be right there. You don't have to go too far. You're already listening to the show. That's right. Thanks for tuning in early in the week. And you tell me that you're taking the night off your radio commitment, so you're just going to uh, settle in nicely for this this long lunch? Uh, that is – I don't think that that was intended to be broadcast. Uh, but you mentioned it, it last week. I don't know if I did on the pod, did I? <laughs> anyway, it's out now. Uh, yes, I will be – just an extra incentive to have a you know an ale or two with Samuel. Yes. Well, my stories do get better as you know, just the alcohol, blood alcohol level just increases a little bit. Nothing right. silly. Yeah. Drink responsibly, obviously. Uh, yeah, I'll have a couple of I'll have a couple of beers. Maybe maybe a Pinot with a steak. Right. Don't look at me as if you. you no, no, my Mr. mind, Mr. Middle Park. My mind instantly went to wonder if the the hotel Collingwood crew will, will put the steak in the oven or what, how they'll sort of prepare it. You've all I know, linked on this show about your steaks in the oven. All I know is that if it's hotel Collingwood, it'll be delightful. Okay, I can't wait because that's four or five days out from trade period ending. Yep, which means it's four or five days until 
I guess essentially most of our seasons are over. So we'll be right in the thick of it. Yeah, get your tickets because uh, I'm not just saying this. There's a couple of big stories that I think are going to explode in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be a big trade period. I know that a lot of people have talked about it potentially being um, a little less exciting than previous years because it's not going to be as much movement. Trust me when I tell you there are a few clubs behind the scenes that have the scissors out. Have you got one club for us? Well, let's get straight into it, Joey. Okay. Let's go. Let, let's go straight to the whiteboard. Brody Grundy is going to Sydney. Yep. He's told teammates um, and family that it's Sydney that he's decided to go to. Locked in. Locked in. Done. Now they need to still get the trade done. You're the deal maker of the of the two of us, so yep. I'll leave that up to you. But um, he's told people over the weekend that he's going to Sydney. It hasn't been a happy time for him in the last few months. I think Shacky being picked as yeah. the sub was probably salt in the wounds. But, you know, Melbourne are being pretty mature about it. They're going to facilitate a trade. So they will. Because all the talk mid-season was at Melbourne and dig their heels in. We've invested on a five-year deal for this guy. After this year, he's going to have four years remaining and we see him as the long-term partner with Max Gorn, who is two years older. Yeah. You're saying that Melbourne will trade him. They'll trade him. They'd love to keep him as a backup Ruckman. But I just think the look of it, combined with the fact that they'll demand that Sydney take on the entire contract, yeah. it clears out six to 650 grand out of the TPP for the next few years um, per year. So that's helpful. But Mitch, you know, Grundy and Sydney have been mentioned quite a bit in the last um, few weeks. So we're just confirming stuff that has been talked about. But, you know, we can exclusively tell you on the tradies that he's told people he's going to Sydney. That, that, that's not enough for Melbourne. But if, if the last few weeks, if the last two years have told Melbourne anything, is that they need to get aggressive and they need a goal-kicking forward. Yeah. So Grundy helps that with a little bit of TPP, but they need to get creative. And I think I think someone's going to have to be squeezed out. Well, it's funny you say that because I was making some calls around my nuts and bolts today. Would you, would you like to tease who it is? It's Dane Beams in the oh, move. So one of taking, the most layered trade oh, moves in, in living memory. Most time I've spent on a nuts and bolts yet this season. but More than the scones. Yes. Is it scone or scone? I'm a scone man. I think I'm scone as well, but I just said scone. Okay, that's a, that's a racetrack, I think. Where? Is it SA? I've seen you're, it before. You're, the, you're telling me I've seen it before in sad venues. Anyway, Collingwood went after Dane Beams. They'd lost the grand final by a kick. Are you doing early nuts and bolts? Or? Adelaide went after Bryce Gibbs when they'd lost the grand final when they should have won it against Richmond. Yep. When clubs get close, like Melbourne have yep. and Port Adelaide have this year, they go for the extraordinary. So in fitting in line with what you're saying around Melbourne, needing to get creative and get to work – I think I'm with you on that. I think Melbourne, with their early draft and they've got their first round pick plus Fremantle's, which is a top five, six pick, they're going to get to work on something that we haven't thought of yet. Yeah, and I know you know there's been a fair bit of chatter around them trying to get pick one so they can get Harley Reid. Yeah. In all due respect, they don't need Harley Reid. He'd be great, but- Would he allow you to play Christian Matraka for nah, but I but, but still, they need someone who's going to straighten them up. You know, like the, the problem that they have is that there aren't that many out there, and like what? So what are you? You're not getting Ben King out of Gold Coast, not yet. You're not, you're not getting Oscar Allen out of mm. out of West Coast. Um, Van Royen's still probably a few years away from fully growing into his body. That they need a forward now. Like, is it, I don't know. Is it Darcy Fogarty? But they mm. need to think outside the box, and they need to move move some pieces around. This is the the jigsaw puzzle that hasn't quite yeah. fit. And instead of looking for the piece to 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 squeeze in that won't, they need to almost. Not start again, but they need to, in the words of Damien Hardwick, take two steps back to take three steps forward. So they've gone and targeted Shane McAdam out of Adelaide, and they're going to get him. But he's on a he's on a he keep forward. Yeah, he doesn't help him. He's the Jake Melksham replacement. Oh, that's that's kind to Shane in due respect. It is, but Jake Melksham's a pretty Jake Melksham pretty proven a, player. Proven, but Shane's as a not. forward. Shane's not proven, but as a forward, Jake Melksham hit his straps in the second half of this year. Yeah, there were still some doubts on Jake Melksham before middle point of this. Well, you know my you know my feeling about Jake Melksham. He's in the Jack Silvani basket. How anyone could ever think that they're playing in the VFL is just beyond me. What Melbourne were so before halfway point this year, spent a lot of time in the VFL. Yeah, ridiculously, yeah. never should have. Um, ben Brown's got a year to run on his contract, but there's long term concerns with his knee. His knee continues to to come up. He's had back issues as well, so that's a watch. Oh, so I haven't heard that. So there's long term fears over. Well, he's how old is he? He's, uh, I'll check that. I reckon he's early 30s. Yep. Got a four-year deal. So he's about to enter the last year of that. He'd be 31, I would think. 
I'm um, searching Ben Brown age. He turns 31. <laughs> Thank you for for telling us about what you search well, on Google. As people aren't here, so hearing the typing, I right. thought I'd bring okay. along for the ride. Yeah, and I, I'm sure they're glad about that. Ben Brown is 31 in November. Okay. But his knee failed him at the important time this year. They couldn't pick him for that first final and they had doubts on picking him for the second final, which they lost and they didn't. Tom McDonald as well, you know, I, I think he's in their best 22 when fit, but this year he just the, – the, you know, Couldn't get a run at it. Yeah, you perfectly put it. And then, yeah, a lot hinges on Fritsch and Van Royen outside of that. Yeah, and so I don't want to go over um, what I said last week, but it's just been a, a pretty clear – List build from Tim Lamb and, and the group. Mm. Two starbacks, yep. two generational midfielders, and they're paying two Ruckman the best part of $1.75 million, one who couldn't get a game. Yeah. They wouldn't they don't have the they never had the money for the foot. So when everyone's like, oh, where are our forwards? It's like, you didn't prioritize it. Mm. So now they want a flag in, in 21. You know, with Ben Brown and Tom McDonald and Bailey Fritz. So you can't you can't bag them for the same thing that was successful for them in Mm. Two, two seasons ago. But as we know, footy evolves really quickly. Their their window is not going to be open forever. They need to get aggressive now. Don't worry about Van Royen coming on. Don't worry about trying to draft another one. They need to go and headhunt someone. Yep. Um, just some other pieces on their list right now. James Jordan is a free agent, given he, uh, even though he hasn't been at the club for eight years, he was delisted previously. So under micro Mitch rules, he qualifies as a uh, free agent for life as soon as he comes out of contract. You spoke about James Harms last week with a year to run. Gone. We'll look around. And Adam Tomlinson, we spoke at length this year about him looking around. The club had essentially told him to look around and clubs were well aware that he was on the market with one year to run on his free agency deal. Right. And just following up what Kalatumi's reported today is that that's actually flipped in the last few weeks that now Melbourne want him to stay. And that's largely in part due to Harry Petty, who's now seen as a forward at Melbourne after his sort of late year I think he kicked six in a game, went forward and, and was a match winner one day. Um, Joel Smith, the final he played on the weekend as a forward was was impressive. Kick through. Um, it was nearly the difference. So I think Tomlinson makes Lever and May a better player and that's flipped completely from where it was uh, middle part of the year where Adam Tomlinson was looking around for a third club after being at the Giants in Melbourne. There's almost a, a pod, there's almost a pod app in Adam Tomlinson and trade over his career. Was he nuts and bolts? He's had a fascinating career when it comes to moving clubs. Yeah. Like was had agreed to a deal at St Kilda mm. in the middle of GWS's finals campaign in 2017. Was he then best then for them in that grand in that prelim? Best on ground in the rain in a twilight prelim where they lost to Richmond. And Leon Cameron was leaving the MCG that day and said we we can't can't lose him. Yeah. So they reneged on their deal. With the Saints, yeah, stayed at GWS, ended up at Melbourne, and, and of course a wingman at that stage too. Now he's a foot key back. Yeah, has played all three positions or all three areas of the ground, and uh, you know, of course, missed in two thousand and twenty-one mm. because of that. Uh, was it a knee? Or did he break yes. his leg? Yeah, his yeah. knee. Uh, anyway, moving on. Just on Grundy, you spoke about what his value you is. You said just, but you didn't say just quickly. Quickly. So I rang you today, and as the first thing the you said, conversation started with just quickly. Yeah, and I didn't actually. Sorry, I need to tell you this before you move on. Leaving the MCG on Friday, Friday. night, is it when the Blues played? Carlton Melbourne, yeah. No, no. Walking on the concourse to Richmond Station and I literally walked out of gate three and someone said, just quickly, like, no Sam, no tradies. Wow. That, that's when you know. That's the power. That's that's when you know you've got cut through. And the Carlton, people were singing the Carlton song all the way to Richmond Station. Were they? You, I must have been in a different part of. I, I stayed for a little longer after the game. Oh yeah, you waving your scarf and that. I don't. I don't have any oh. Carlton paraphernalia. That's good. We're catching on. There we might are. Be some, we'll see if Tradies has caught on in Brisbane. We'll be both up there this week. We'll see. You'll get recognised. Oh, definitely. Felons Brewery might sneak into one. <laughs> Beautiful under the bridge there. Sorry, I interrupted you. Whiteboard continues. So you spoke about what Grundy's worth. Last year, Melbourne gave up pick twenty-seven from Collingwood for him. But I think the with true Col- value... With Collingwood funding 30%. Yeah. I think the true value of that was a little bit altered because Collingwood needed him off the books. Everyone knew in footy that yep. he was up for grabs. Melbourne, sorry, Collingwood didn't really have a lot of bargaining power then. Melbourne gave up pick 27 and Collingwood probably couldn't really have asked for much more. Fast forward 12 months, he's played VFL for the bulk of the second half of the season and he's a year older. 
I think that mid twenties is about right. It feels about right. It feels to me yep. somewhere between twenty three to twenty six is about right. I think a little bit more than that. Pick and so Melbourne are adamant that they're not going to be paying any of Grundy's contract, as as they should. Why? Because the need for them, they're happy to keep him. If, as you spoke about earlier, if they, if Brody was happy to stay, it's on a. It's, this is not. This is. Not a Melbourne decision. This is a Brody decision. Whereas last year, it was a Collingwood decision and not a Brody decision. So Melbourne, I don't think is yeah. – they're not forced into chipping in some of the, the salary. Sydney will take on the full whack of what Melbourne owes and the Collingwood part will continue to be paid. Yeah, it's really interesting. I was um, I was having a conversation with someone last week about Grundy. We talked about how the the guy who's a gun ruckman but not quite as good as the, the guy who's getting a game, very similar to the backup goalkeeper – Mm. In soccer, and it's sort of something that like we don't we don't deal with in football a lot because if you're a gun mid getting thirty five in the twos, there's usually one of seventeen other clubs out there that'll take you. Yeah, and so you just don't like. Why would you waste time rotting in the twos? This is one of those rare scenarios where it's like it's coming towards the end of his career. Obviously, he wants to be playing ones, but Melbourne are like the team with a really good goalkeeper and a really good backup. And they're probably looking at the situation being like, that gives us an advantage over a lot of our opponents. Mm. So why would we lose that? And hence, to your argument, why would Melbourne agree, unless it got them some stupidly high pick? If they can chip in a third of like Collingwood did, they they, might get a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. Or if they manage to – it's obviously not going to happen because it's Sydney. But if they manage to find a goal-kicking forward as part of the deal, that would change the leverage. But – yeah, I think everything. I think your summary is pretty spot on. That's why I think the value of these players like Luke Jackson at Frio, Tom DeConey at Carlton, who can play ruck but also play another position, are going to be mm. so valuable. Tom DeConey's final on the weekend was so impressive with Mark Pitnett in the team. Now we've spoken at length this year about how they both fit. You know, they they refuse to play Mackay, Kerno, Silvani, and then the two rucks as well. Mm. And then DeConey goes and spends a bulk of the time forward and did what he did. But then he's also got the ability to play number one ruck if needed. So. The pure Ruckman like Gorn and Grundy obviously hasn't worked this year, but the Jackson-Darcy combo I think has got legs in the future because of Jackson's ability to play elsewhere, as does the De Koning one. Now, on the Melbourne scenario, if when they do let Grundy leave, they're going to have to find another backup somewhere else. So back to your point of yeah. the backup, they've got to have someone ready to go. Max Gorn's into his 30s next year. He's banged up. We know he had the toe injury, as you spoke about last week. Jackson be handy. Yeah. The groin he carried last year's finals. Like, how can you really bank on Max Gorn being a, a bankable commodity commodity for all twenty five games next year if they go that far? You probably can't. So that's where, you know, the Matt Flynn's of the world at the Giants who are stuck behind Kieran Briggs mm. come into the conversation. That's why this ruck merry go round continues to swing because one one comes out, you've got to find someone to back up because Melbourne right now on their list don't have anyone ready to go when Grundy leaves. Anyone else on the whiteboard? Tom Duday, I want to talk about. Just quickly, <laughs> still yet to have any significant movement on his situation as a f- restricted free agent. I think deep down he does want to stay at Adelaide. Has met with Brisbane. I don't think the meeting of clubs for Tom Duday is over. Now I don't know specifically where that is or what that falls. I know Collingwood has got interest in Tom Duday for life after Jeremy Howe in defence. Jeremy Howe is thirty four next year. Duday will miss the first half of next year with his name. Jeremy Howe, 34 next year. Yeah, he's been a phenomenal player. He's also one of those annoying guys that will, he's going to look 34 when he's 50 as well. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's just, it's just a, a quick aside. Yeah, so he turns 34. I'm 32 and look 52. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, me. Um, oh, I thought that was a clip for me. <laughs> for I was like, shit. So there's a bit still to play out with Tom Duday at the moment. I reckon we might learn more when Brisbane fall out, whether it's prelim week or grand final week. And Dusty Stank. Yeah. Mm. Dimo was on Talking Finals last week. Yep. The change of language is interesting. He was asked on three separate occasions the week he signed Dimmer did with Gold Coast about Dusty and he refused to rule it out then. So it says to me now, between then and now, how adamant he is now, there was some sort of conversation had. No, no, like let's let's be clear about this. Gold Coast had a huge crack. This year? Last year and this year. Yeah. Dustin's really loyal. He also doesn't want to have to walk into the club and ask for a trade. Mm. If Richmond came to him and said, look, mate, we're happy for you to go, he'd be playing for Gold Coast round one next year. But 
you know, the thought of like leaving just before his 300th and, you know, they've they've lost Cochin and Rewald and they've just lost Hardwick when they weren't expecting to. Like, yeah, it's just a bit, it's just a bit easier. Now, I think all things being equal, if he's, if his body and his mind stays healthy, like and I'm, when I'm talking about his mind, I'm saying if he wants to keep doing yeah. it, he finishes his career at the Gold Coast. So with the Suns not having to give up anything, there was a free agent in 12 months. Yeah. So that's why I just, I just think it's, I, I think if I'm Richmond, I'm doing it now because you're getting stuff for him. He walks at the end of next year. It's like, ugh. did his last month of the season show that he's still got a bit left though and he can t- turn games? Yeah, but that's why he's so that that's that's why he's so crucial for for both teams. Mm. Anyway, and I just think we've talked a lot about Dusty on this pod. With yeah, we have. I think he's worth it. With Lynch being the main figure there, you're going to need big minutes out of Dusty forward next year. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, should we talk about our list of the seven players who've already requested trades and what they're worth? You want to do that before nuts and bolts? Yeah. Okay. So. What we have here is the seven players that we know are moving. Yep. And Mitch and I have not talked about this, but we basically both just both just have to pick a number yes. as to what we think best represents their true value. It's got nothing to do with what the club that they're going to has in order to give. Correct. We are just trying to simply do a draft value. Because clubs manoeuvre picks all the time. All the time. Yes. I'm keen to know which one we're aligned, which ones we're aligned on. Yeah. And I have a feeling that Actually, I feel, I feel like the first one we're going to be way off. Okay, Asaba Radagalea. Pick 20. No, you're mental. Are you serious? Based going, on what? He's going to Port Adelaide on a five-year deal. Yeah, but but no. I'll, I don't care about – okay, so you're you're throwing the contract in there as part of it. Well, that's you, – you've, you've watched Asaba Radagalea play football and thought he's worth pick 20, have you? probably every game of Asaba Radagalea. And you think he's worth pick 20? I don't think he's worth pick 20. If he was up against the schoolyard wall when you're picking them, no. But the fact he's going on a five-year deal – how many players – we spoke about this. How many players have moved for anything less than a pick 20 on a So you think Port deal? Adelaide are going to have to give up somewhere near pick 20 for him? Yes. I'd be tearing that contract up immediately. That's a poor deal. Okay. What do you think he's worth? Pick 40. Pick 40 pick, on a five-year deal? Pick pick 40 on a good day. <laughs> what's, a, what's a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> pick 50. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, just, I haven't seen enough from yep. Asaba to, to – Dylan do. Stevens. Now, he's a fascinating one. So he, he doesn't get a lot of um, – no one talks about Dylan a lot, mainly because – he plays in Sydney. He doesn't get a game often. Um, and so he's sort of off Broadway a little bit. But remember, this is the guy that they took. Was he pick five? Pick five. Four years. He's played 40-odd games in four years at the Swans. They gave him Jared Healy's number. number mm-hmm. Very famous number, uh, uh, name and number at the Swans, of course, a Brownlow medalist, um, one of the all-time club greats. And Jared, I think, took him on as a bit of as – a, as a mentor um, – so they clearly had high hopes for him. It just hasn't worked out. I've got him at pick 30. I've got him at pick 35 Yeah, because of the threat of the mid-season draft. North Melbourne has picked two in the mid-season right. draft. Okay, I like it, yep. And that the fact that Sydney won't be able to ask for too much because if they do, North will say, thank you very much. We're walking you for nothing through the mid-season draft. Tyler Brockman? Pick 30. Yeah, I've got pick 25. Oh, I think I he's think. a sneaky, significant loss to Hawthorne. I agree. And talking to Hawthorne supporters, they sort of they give me that impression as well. It's like, geez, I would have really liked not to have had to let him go. You know, yeah. like family considerations to move back to WA is a big part of that. He's got young twins. Yep. Obviously, more family support back in WA. Shane McAdam from the Crows requesting a trade to Melbourne. Pick forty-five. Yeah, I'd pick thirty-eight. Start of the third round. It's very specific. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's around. He's 28. Is he 28? Yeah. I'll pick 55. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they'll have to give up a great deal for him. I, I think Jake Melksham just drove off the road earlier in the pod when he, you tried to compare Shane McAdam to Jake Melksham. Jake, I, I've, I've got huge respect for Jake Melksham. I think his last month of footy was immense, but he played a lot of the year in the VFL. Yeah, not not that's not his fault. Liam Henry. Pick 20. Pick 20? Now, I'll tell you why. Soss bid on him in the top 10 when he was list manager of Carlton and forced the Dockers to take him in the top 10. as a. Mm. uh, So if I'm Fremantle as part of this deal, I'm saying, hang on, you rated this guy as a top 10 a few years ago. Mm. 
and he's just starting to hit his straps. That's why I've got the number 10 written down. Pick 10? Yeah. Pick 10. I thought I thought you were going to be in the 20s. No. Why would he be worth less than when they drafted him? Well, he's. I was he's starting a- to pump him up. Now I'm going to have to start talking him down. He, he He's played probably four good games of footy. That's He's played more than four good games of footy. Or his whole second half of the year was good. Turn it over a bit. Well, that's okay. The outside, the outside guys, they do. You know, like you, I like I like Liam Henry. Well, I'm now talking not. down for the for the fact that you're, you're talking about Sava and you're talking Ta- down Henry. It's ama- Charlie, amazing. The Charlie people Cameron moved from Adelaide to Brisbane for a pick thirteen or something. Yeah, well, that was just an amazing deal. <laughs> pick tens heavy. I Brent. really I really like Liam Henry. Am I am I missing something? No, but jeez. Is it Peter Bell ringing you? I can see um, Frio's going to get you on board as Well, from pick 15 onwards, sorry, pick 15. From round 15 onwards, he's had 32, 33, 20, 25, 23. Had a bad game against Geelong at 16. 24, 20, 31, 15. I stand by my four games. Um, yeah, he's only kicked one goal for the year, which is, okay, maybe pick 12. Because that was easy. Maybe pick 14 by the end of the show. Brandon Zerk Thatcher. <sighs> Just going to breathe that one out. <laughs> Brandon Zerk Thatcher. You know, he's one of the, and I'm asking this question respectfully. You know how at the pub or like if you're sitting there watching a game of footy with a mate, you just ask, is Zerk Thatcher a good footballer or not? And I mean that really respectfully at AFL level. I don't know I think how good he is. I think he's crucified in the back line he's been playing in. Okay. He's been asked to play above his height. If he was playing next to Harris Andrews, or if he was playing next to Jacob Wiedering, he'd be a much better player. Okay, he I, often gets the number right. one. Tom Hawkins had a field day on him because he's probably fifteen kilos heavier than him. Yeah, it's a good point that you make. Def- defenders are are class and are rated based on the system around them. Perfect example: Jake Lever. Mm. Like if Lever, the games that Lever has had to play without May in the team, yeah, he's been a different player because he's had to play a different role. Yeah, and he but, looked better on the weekend with Tomlinson as well because he had to play the third role rather than yeah. Uh, I've got Zerk Thatcher at pick 35. Yeah, pick 38. Yeah. Three-year off at Essendon, I think start of the third round is about right. Jordan Sweet? Yeah. I think he's going to be good for Port. Do you? I think he's been probably the form ruckman of the VFL this year. Form ruckman of the VFL. Well. We need a sound, Scotty, we need a sound effect for Micro Mitch. <laughs> we need like a me, 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 me. Pick 55. Yeah, I've got pick 50. Yeah, I don't think the dog's going to ask for too much. But I think he'll fit a role. Kieran Briggs is better playing a prelim, and no one was talking about him 12 months ago. An amazing ago. story. Yeah. Hey, should we just get, do one for Ben Mackay? I know he's a you know he's a free agent, but let's just say he wasn't. Is, is a free agent one where you don't have to trade? <laughs> <laughs> I always get so confused. If Mitch that's the humour you Mitch want, check out our lunch, Hotel Collingwood. Mitch has to remind me <laughs> 18 times on this pod that you've tried to explain the rules of free agency to me as if I'm <laughs> a four-year-old. <laughs> We've picked up listeners as the year's gone by. Uh, ben McKay, your man who at the start of the year you said you'd give a nine-year deal at 8.50. <laughs> uh, is this, sorry, is this free agency compo or is it trade? If no, he was, no, no, if he was, tra- if he was being traded, what would you give for him? What's, what's, what's his, his true value? Pick he's 17. A, yeah. I think he's picked 20. Yeah. Mm. I'd go a lot harder to get Liam Henry than I would Ben McKay. Right. I think there's more Liam Henrys around than there are Ben McKay. I disagree. I think there are less Liam Henrys around. How many, how many good, quick, good ball-using uh, wingmen are there in the comp that can go forward? Actually, he's kicked one goal for the year, so it's, it's a bit stretch. <laughs> I'll come back to you on that. How many? Give me, oh, give me a list. Give me one. Blake A, because he's having a good year as a wingman. He hasn't, he's not a good player as Liam Henry. Could Liam Henry did what Blake A, because he's only in the last fortnight in finals? Well, they're different stages of their career. It's a bit harsh. Okay. This is one why, are you off, why are you off Liam Henry? For, we should have a new segment, the Tradies Time Capsule. Put this in the capsule no, for five we, years. No, can we not do that? I'd really, <laughs> really like to. I'd rate Liam Henry. Uh, I don't think you do. Pick 20s. Good freight. All right, let's see what happens. It's time for... Dane Beams. We've had a lot of requests for this over the years. I was going to say years, but we've been doing this for less than a year. I wasn't going to pick you up on it, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah. <laughs> This is a deal that Weeks. is continuing to reverberate through this year's final series. Is it? On multiple layers. What, because the pies and the lines are still in it? Yep. yep. And players work through that. And also 
two examples of why trade talk through the month of October should never be taken always should never always be taken on face value. Should never always be taken on face value. I'm so confused. Should don't never always, be, should never don't be always take everything here in October on face value. Okay. Never or always never. The Dame Beam story starts 2008, drafted out of Southport, Queensland. 2008? Yeah. Going to be here until next week. Well, there's a few players. Oh, oh, oh. First year, 18 games, finishes fourth in the Rising Star. Second year of AFL footy, plays every game and is a premiership player. Sixth in the Collingwood Best and Fairest. 2011, plays most of the year but misses the grand final with a groin injury when they lost to the Cats. I forget that. Yeah, 2012, he comes back in and Luke Ball does his knee in the first month of the season for Collingwood. Dane Beams becomes, moves from half forward to become a full permanent midfielder. Stars becomes Collingwood best and fairest in his fourth year and an All-Australian. After Luke Ball, the midfield spot opens up. In August that year, he signs a new deal until 2015. 2013 rolls around. 2014, he finishes third in the BNF behind Scott Pendlebury and Steele Sidebottom. In September of that year, 2014, with one year owing on his deal at Collingwood, he tells the club he wants to move to Brisbane to play alongside his brother Clay to further support their father, who is battling bowel cancer. Now, this deal, twos and fros, Collingwood think they've got one of the emerging midfielders in the competition on their hands that they've invested a lot in. He's a premiership player already, a BNF winner and an All-Australian by the age of, what's that, 23, 24. Like, he's a serious player in the AFL competition at this stage. Originally, the deal that Collingwood knocked back is picks 5 and 25 from the Lions. So the Lions come with picks 5 and 25. Collingwood says, no, nah, you need to have to do that. We're talking four days, six, sorry. We're talking six days out from the end of the trade period. This deal starts to break down and Collingwood puts out a statement with six days left in the trade period. Negotiations with Brisbane have ceased. The club remains open to offers from other clubs for Dane, if that is his wish. If not, at the conclusion of the trade period, the club will look to sit down with Dane to prepare for the 2015 season. So Collingwood has issued a statement six days left in the trade period and said, this is off. Unprecedented. That is that is amazing. Although it is sort of knowing what we know now, like if someone did that now, you'd be like, you'd just be rolling your eyes. It's like being in a relationship and storming and being like, that's it. <laughs> We're off. I'm going to date other people. And they walk out and you know that that's probably just the huff and puff. Yeah. And the Jesse Hogan one shrinks to mind as well from- Oh, when Peter Bell came out and said, Frio, so yeah, we're, yeah. Off we, and we're off. We're it's done. Sorry. So that's, that's example one of why you never take clubs on face value. Ne- always never. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get me replayed. Now, the steak knives as part of this deal is Jack Crispy. Crisp. Out of contract with Brisbane at the time. Starting to make his way. He's been on the list for a few years. He's actually met with Essendon a few weeks earlier. Oh. Met with Adrian Adoro as two of the facilities at the Bombers. Yeah, the Bombers missed out on another one. And decides, and basically it starts to break down with Essendon and, and Jack Chris, but it all becomes too hard. I think the Bombers sort of probably weren't chips in at the time. He gets a two-year offer to stay at Brisbane. Now, he spoke about this on, he spoke about this in a podcast. I can't even remember which one it was. Just say a podcast. Yeah. You don't have to be specific. He spoke about this on a podcast recently, Jack Crisp, and said he got an, a call from his manager. Who's his manager? Anthony McConville. Yep. Max Sports. One of the one of the more experienced high profile managers. Been around for a long time. Yep. Now in business with his son Tom and Brett Delidio. Yep. The three of them heading up Max Sports. At the time gets a call from his manager, Anthony McConville, and says, There's a two year offer to stay at Brisbane if you want it. Now, in Jack's words, he took a few hours to get back to his manager. By the time he's called back his manager to say, Yep, I'm happy to stay at Brisbane, Anthony's on the other line of the call saying, Colling would want you as part of the Dane Beams deal. Wow. Right now, Jack Crisp has played 212 consecutive AFL games, most of those at Collingwood, or 90% of those at Collingwood, and he's a big part of the prelim this week. It's an amazing amazing story. That all went down. So I spoke about that uh, statement that Collingwood issued six days out from the trade period ending on the Friday, October 10. Saturday, October 11, the next day, it's Caulfield Guineas Day, is when all that went down, when Anthony McConville's ringing Jack Crisp and he agrees to be part of the deal. Greg Swan's dealing with it. Peter Schwab is head of list management at the Lions at the time. Dealing with Derek Hine, head of list management at Collingwood. Uh, they agreed to the deal. So within 24 hours of that deal being off, it's back on. Brisbane agree to crisp, pick five and 25. Dane Beams <laughs> moves from Collingwood to Brisbane on a five-year deal, heavily front-ended, and that's important as to what comes later. Four years around $5 million. Sorry, Five years around four million dollars. Mm. To be clear, pick five 
Collingwood would take Jordan Ngoi. Mm-hmm. The Pies use pick 25 and on trade that for Levi Greenwood and they get Jack Crisp. It's a fair haul as part of that deal. It's They just completely and utterly blitz them. Jack Crisp goes to Collingwood to play under Nathan Buckley. Mind you, Ben's a very good player for Brisbane, so I'm he not was. trying to, but yeah. Subplot, Crisp, the last time he had any contact with Nathan Buckley was when Buckley cut him from the under-16 Vic Country squad when he was coaching that team, and now mm. he's playing under him. Mm. Buckley never dropped him at AFL level. Mm. Beams arrives at Brisbane. First year's a BNF winner in a four-way tie along with Steph Martin, Mitch Robinson and Zane Zorko. Second year, two games after knee surgery. 2017 and 2018, both years he's runner-up in the BNF. So in four yeah. years he's won one and twice runner-up. It's a fair – And the other year didn't play. Time at Brisbane, yeah. 2018, his dad passes away in February of that season. Dane's life begins to spiral. He's spoken about this at length before that he lost all – passion to play the game, any intensity. He turns to prescription drugs, uh, intense gambling. gambling problem. Yeah, very, very sad story. Really close to his father. Paul Connors puts a call into Brisbane around June, July of that year and says Dane's thinking about moving back to Melbourne. His wife, Callie's family's from Victoria. So obviously the reason to move up there was- To look after his dad? Yep. his dad. Because um, I, think, I think he and Clay were living with his dad. Right. In, in in Brisbane. Yeah. I think to take care of him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that sort of falls flat, but then it starts to pick up. I remember Damien Barrett reporting this at the time. It just came out of nowhere that Dame Beams was looking for a trade back to Collingwood. Yeah. And it was Collingwood or bust. Then he goes, and this is just like wildfire for a week around what happens with Dame Beams. This is his speech at that best and fairest when he finished runner up in 2018. I've had some struggles through the year, and I'll be honest with you. I, I've, um, you know, I've thought about going back to Melbourne, and obviously those discussions happened. And I'm not going to lie to you; they were thoughts that went through my head. But the one thing I kept coming back to was this group and you blokes, and I bloody love you, like I really do. So that's that's an incredible speech because there's no way that you could yeah. listen to that and think that he's moving. Yeah, right. So I spoke to people today about like why he made that speech. And they say that Dane sort of went off script a bit and he sort of spoke from the heart without knowing the full implications. It was actually never off. Like people around that deal say that it was actually never off. Right. He felt it was off, but it never was. Emotion overwhelmed him in the end, which can happen in the moment. Two days later, it comes out that he wants to trade (laughs) back to Collingwood officially. And it's the last trade of the 2018 trade period. Again, haggling the pie – sorry – the lines were reamed in the first deal, so they weren't going to let him go originally, as I mentioned earlier as well. $4 million, five-year deal. A large portion of that was up front. So with Dame Beams wanting to move back to Melbourne with two years left on his deal, Brisbane's saying, hang on, you're not walking for nothing because we've paid you the bulk of your contract already up front. Why do we want to let you walk and get nothing in return when, you know, 80%, 70% of your contract's already been paid. So how long has he got left on his deal? So one year left on his deal. He gets that trade, last trade of the 2018 period. How old is he at this point? Uh, he's been, so he was drafted in 2008. Yeah, so he's And this is 2018. So he's 28. Collingwood. So he's not, you know, he's not cooked. No. As in on paper. No. Yeah. Collingwood give up pick 18, a future first rounder, and pick 56. The Pies get back, Dane Beams picks 41 and 44. Now, 41 and 44 were important because they were actually matching a bit at the time for Next Generation Academy player Isaac Quainer. Mm-hmm. So Quainer. right now, two Quainer. strands of that deal. Two first round play. picks, though. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot. But they had to give up. Two first round picks for a, for a 28-year-old. It's a bit like this year with Gold Coast with needing to trade out their pick for Jed Walter. They needed to get rid of 18 anyway because it would have been absorbed yeah, yeah. as part of the Quainer deal. Yep. So now you've got Quainer who was part of that. Essentially, they used 41 and 44 to match the bid for him. And then Crisp was part of the original deal. Um, the Lions took Eli Smith with that pick 18 that year and it's he's no longer on the list. Mm, miss. And two years later, Dame Beams retired from AFL footy after originally signing a four-year deal back at Collingwood. And it got messy towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So start of 2020, he's spoken again previously about this, that he crashed his car as a play of help. Mm. Um, yeah, incredibly sad the way it ended for him at Collingwood, but uh, now he's working in business and um, yep, yeah, 
we'll watch the final series and see how the pies go. He also, um, and I know he's talked about this, he, he went through late in his Collingwood career, he, the, he busted his shoulder again. Yeah. And he went um, he went through some excruciating times with the, the pain management. Yeah. And I think it's, anyway, it's, a, it's probably a topic for another pod, but just I think we, we underrate the injuries that players go through just yeah. to try them get themselves up every week mm. to play a game of footy. Mm. It, some of them have lasting impacts, I think. Very good, Mitchell. Yeah. Very good. I uh, I enjoyed that. The the old uh, go and come back. Yeah. It's been a few. Micro micro Mitch could do a list a listicle actually of the best ones to go and come back. Gary Abbott. Eddie Betts. Yeah. Dane Beams. Josh Carr. Josh Carr. Uh someone someone did it at Chris Tarrant? I reckon you're right. Did Chris Tarrant go Collingwood Frio Collingwood? He did. There's some good ones. Adam McPhee. Are you Googling it? I just Googled it. I, I, <laughs> I didn't Google I'm sitting, I'm sitting here just like with a notepad. No, I was wanting to <laughs> make cheating. sure. I just Googled Adam McPhee. There you go. Right. Adam McPhee. Yep. Okay. Uh, great version of Nuts and Bolts. One of the best. Let's get to Just Quickly. Now, just quickly. Just quickly. Just quickly. Just quickly. Just quickly. Just quickly. Um, hey, boys. Doing some thinking from the weekend. Wondering if there's any whispers about Nick Haynes. So, my understanding, he's on sort of 900k a year for the last two years of his deal and obviously tactical sub on the weekend 900k is a lot to be paying for sort of 10 minutes of a player's time um is anyone sniffing around maybe swans or someone like that that was lachlan by the way how about lachlan throwing in the it's my understanding he must have been listening to the show maybe lachlan's a budding journo He's got some sources. He's actually on a million bucks, um, Lachlan. I think we talked about this earlier in the year. I think he's one of five Greater Western Sydney players on a million bucks this year. So Jeez, the others are starting to... Go on, give them, give them to me. Well, Cogs. Unbelievable. Playing the footy of his life. Josh Kelly. Amazing what happens when you start playing a midfielder in the midfield as opposed to half forward. Go on. Josh Kelly, unbelievable. Yep. Lockie Whitfield. You're having a good year. Probably best halfback in the comp in the second half of the year. And who's the fifth? Uh, Nick Haynes and and Toby Green. Oh, yeah, of course. He goes all right. I'd pay Toby Green too. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, he's a good player. And Jesse Hogan's playing like an $800,000 player, which helps. Uh, and Lockie Whitfield, we did come down hard on him at the start of the year. Yep. He's now one of the best players in the last month. Well, he's been one of the best players that the club's ever had. Yeah, but he's, he's just he's, his form has... And his body's had a big part. He's, he's been dealing with some ankle stuff previously. And also, I don't know if he it was. He took a long time to come back from the. Was it a ruptured spleen? Yeah, that he played through the grand final with. Amazing. Yeah, that was a nasty, nasty injury. I remember door stopping him that week of the grand final, and he mm. had a yellow Kia. It was like a bright yellow car, and he's was it like a neon yellow? Yeah, it was like. It was just like, twenty nineteen. Yeah, ne- neon was very in in twenty nineteen. Right, the Kardashians made it big. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yep. So the Korean the Korean car makers went nuts with it. I can still remember him brushing me and then just zooming out of that, that GWS car park. Anyway, <laughs> side note. <laughs> Back to Lockie's question. Do you have an answer for it? Is anyone sniffing around your canes? I think there will be. Just not at the cash. It's a it's a salary dump situation like the bows that would have to be. I look right. at North Melbourne and think that's the perfect fit. They need a key back. Griffin yeah. Logue's done his knee. Ben Mackay's going. We think, and he's going, and he ain't staying. They've got salary cap room. Yeah, money's money's not that much of an issue for him. And he's mates with Aiden Core, who I did never really buy into that stuff. I know that like footballers make mates when they go to clubs. The whole thing of like, oh, my best mate plays over at Richmond. I'm going to play for Richmond. Do you reckon that's a thing? A little bit. It's a two percent. Like if Channel Seven came to me today and were like, we want you to work alongside Mitch Cleary. You're really good mates with Mitch. Not, nothing to do with. <laughs> but you've, like, we need to be mates first for that, haven't I thought we were. <laughs> we'll see what happens in Brisbane this week. <laughs> He's just. Oh, God. Thank you, Lachlan. So, yeah, back to the original question. Specific clubs, I don't know, but I think it's one to watch. Let's go to James. Just quickly, I walked past Mitch on my way out of the Giants' rooms on Saturday evening and greeted him as if we were best mates because I've been listening to the podcast so much lately. (laughs) And I wanted to jump in and say that it was pretty bloody special seeing the soon-to-be-announced chief football reporter of Channel 7 preparing for action. I'd compare it to seeing Lionel Messi running out for Argentina (laughs) in a World Cup final. 
very special and absolutely made my weekend. Anyway, love the pod, lads. Keep up the good work. Well done, James. You've put him up with that. I have not. I swear, I have not. I don't have that much influence. He seemed like a lovely man, James. So thanks for the, the voice note. Appreciate You've been compared that. to Leo Messi. But Ronaldo's better, so I don't know whether that's a Are you just or saying or that or you really believe it? I think Ronaldo's had a better career than Leo Messi. Thank you. Individually. That's, yeah, that's because you're- I don't inter- like agreeing with you. But. You're an intelligent person. And uh, a lot of people that think Messi's had a better career are people that just half follow the sport and pretend that they're experts. Anyway, we digress. Let's go to Cody, who- Now, I'm going to split this in, into two parts. I've done a little bit of prep here. Me and Scotty have done some, uh, done some production- I did see you whispering to him pre-show. Production work. Uh, Cody was upset about the late drop of the pod last week. Fair enough. And I own that. Yeah, but I, but I don't think he was he was fully aware- of what the reason was. So he gave us this early clip. Hey lads, just quickly, um, just so I'd let you know I've, I've had the worst day ever and it's um, it's all your guys' fault. Uh, every Wednesday morning I get up eager to listen to uh, the Tradies podcast in the morning. Leave my house at 5.20, usually get to work at 6. Perfect. Um, anyways, woke up this morning to find nothing. <laughs> And ever since then, my day's been absolutely terrible. So whoever's felt that is, I'm so incredibly off ya. And <laughs> the other bloke is a way better uh, sports reporter. So that was that was early, oh. Cody. Oh, the last bit was a bit harsh. And then, well, it gets worse. And then Cody obviously listened to the pod and then came back. Just found out it was Mitch. And, uh, <laughs> Sam, this is, I always knew you were a better reporter. No, you didn't. I um, think everyone knows it. And uh, Mitch, I hope, I hope you don't get the head of seven. Oh! Sorry, yeah, I'm up here. No. <laughs> Cody, uh, Cody gets emotional. I like Cody. Can we, is there a way we can put this out and like block certain listeners from getting the show? No, 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 no. No, 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 come on. This is, uh, this is first amendment sort of stuff. The right to free podcasting. To make up for it, Cody, we've gone early. So that hopefully you, funny. you can get in the car Tuesday. <laughs> well, I tried to go American politics. It didn't work. I don't get it all that. You don't into American politics? No. Oh, I actually thought you would be one of those guys. No. Do you know what I've- We are, we are slowly learning that Mitch doesn't have any hobbies outside of do football. You know what I have, <laughs> do you know what I have taken on as a hobby in the last fortnight? Go on. NFL. Really? I've got into it. I've tried so hard on at least three occasions to get into that sport properly, and I can't. NFL fantasy is the, is the way for nah, me. I'm not, I don't- First you- I don't have enough it. time. How do you have enough time for this? Hang on. You're the guy with 80 hobbies. I've got none. It's, 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 it's not my fault. What's the one? It's the one thing I'm trying to squeeze in. Now, before we go, speaking of hobbies, did you do your movie homework? I did. Oh my god! Okay, this is amazing. Training so for, day. Training day for those uh, who haven't seen it. Molly Meldrum, do yourself a favour. Go and see it. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, Antoine Fuqua, who for those uh, who haven't followed his career, has made this resurgence with Equalizer movies, working alongside Denzel making hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, tell me what you think, what you thought. bit slow to start. Second half got going. A bit slow to start? A bit like Jesse Hogan's career at the Giants. Just sort of – Sort of clip for Jesse that he didn't probably need. I've been very good recently. It's not as – how is it a slow – which, which it's bit? It's a bit – Well, you, you didn't like the diner scene? That's all great, but it's it's a bit simple at the start. It's a bit simple at the start. I'm sorry. Mr. Fuqua, uh, if you're listening <laughs> – Mitch would like you uh, and your Oscar award-winning film. So you, you might need to give me your screenplay. I'll have a read over it before you start. Right. Right. Okay, go on. Uh, Denzel 3, Snoop Dogg 2 votes. You can't give Snoop 2. He's in, the, he's in the movie for six minutes. Great scene. Ethan Hawke 1. Yeah. So how do you feel about my Ethan Hawke, Nigel Lappin sort of comparison? Nah, it's unfair on Nigel. You, did, you, did you not I think Ethan, think Ethan was, was amazing? No. Didn't you? Not amazing. Did you think Denzel was amazing? Yes. Did you think Incredible. he overacted? No. Nah. No, neither did I. Is, there, is that a criticism? There would be some people who right. label themselves as film critics that think that Denzel overacted right. and that he only got the Oscar because he missed out on uh, years earlier. He probably should have got one for the Hurricane. Oh, like when players win the Brownlow the year after when they've had a better year, but they sort of umpires make up for it. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Dane Swan. Was it the year Juddy won his first one for Carlton? Maybe, yeah. Swanee was like $1.25 or something stupid and he ended up winning the next year. I might have just made that up. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Um, All Australian works a bit like that too. So you don't you, – you're not – I wouldn't go around um, sharing it as a, a highly must-watch for wow. friends. I, I reckon I've seen it 
comfortably thirty times. Really, and it's 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 on it's number six on my all time list. Okay, mm. what's one? Seven. Okay, yeah, I like seven. Seven, no country for old men. Jaws, The Departed, before the devil knows he did. Another Ethan Hawke film, actually. Okay. So two of my top six movies are Ethan Hawke movies. Okay. So how dare you? How dare you? Uh, I don't know if anyone actually likes us uh, reviewing movies or it might just be the time where everyone turns off. So I decided that we'd leave it till a bit later today just in case. <laughs> I still have mates. So I still have my, my mate Jack who just skips through the first 10 minutes of the pod because okay. he doesn't like us talking shit. All right. Jack's a bit different though. So he just likes his pure footy. Okay. Not, his, not the movie stuff. Not all of us have as many hobbies as you. We like our footy. What's outside of – but answer me this before, before we all go. Outside of footy and spending time with the lovely Kate, what do you, what, what's, what's your go-to thing? Sitting at a pub with mates in a beer garden somewhere putting like 10 bucks on a random horse. So alcohol and degenerate punting. <laughs> That's rare for a male in his early, late 20s or early 30s. Okay. <laughs> Learning a little bit more about Mitch, the people's man. Remember, follow Tradies on Spotify or iHeart or subscribe on iTunes wherever you get your pods. If you want to ask us a question, hit us up. Uh, Instagram and TikTok accounts is at Tradies Podcast and at Cleary underscore Mitch is on Instagram as well. What uh, what day are you flying up? Friday. I'm a Saturday. Are you staying Saturday night? Uh, yes. Okay. So we could have a Tradies beer yep. in Brisbane yep. on Saturday night? Yeah. Okay. This is this is huge. It's great, yeah. Yeah, well, you and I don't really hang out one on one apart from this. I want to hear your stories. You said that you, they get a bit better after a beer or two. Yeah, a beer or two. There's a couple. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the early drop. We we'll back we, next we week. Might be able to do one of those. You know those podcasts? Like I think there's a new one out called Honest Beers or something. Like people just doing a beer with the podcast. Like everyone seems to be doing those now. We could maybe join in on that. As in drinking while doing the podcast? Yeah. Is that what you mean? It's like this. You know, one did it, so then everyone else does it. That's what we, that's what we're going to do for our last pot of the year, right? The, the we'll just join the craze, the trade review. Yeah, us sitting in a front bar somewhere having coloured pots. Perfect. We don't want to say front bar because it's a TV show that does that. Back bar. Yep. Come. Okay. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at Producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.